0: This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we are rolling right along in our adventures in Acts with charges against Paul, Paul's defense before Felix, Paul kept in custody, the Jews make their case to Festus, and Paul appeals to Caesar. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute, verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at theWordEndures.org your favorite podcast provider.
1: What if you went to church this coming Sunday and the preacher from the pulpit promised you that if you did everything just right, God would make you a millionaire, maybe even a billionaire, and that God was planning based on biblical prophecy to raise up millionaires and billionaires from among God's people. Well, you might think your preacher's crazy, but Patricia King is making that very claim that God is raising up millionaires. Welcome back to Issues Etc. It's This Week in Pop Christianity. Pastor Chris Rose, Bro joins us to respond. He is pastor of Conspinger Lutheran Church in Oslo, Minnesota, and creator and host of the YouTube channel Fighting for the Faith. Chris, welcome back. Thanks for having me back, Todd. There's a lot of scriptural warning against the love of money, the misuse of money, why is it such a popular subject in pop christianity today
2: let me give you kind of the uh, screw tape letters type of answer for this is the devil knows full well just how appealing money is to people and as a result of it the devil is pulling on our greed or he's pulling on our lack of finances and promising us wealth through these false teachers in order to hook us. It's the bait being used by the devil to deceive people into believing that they're hearing from God from folks like Patricia King and others. And so you'll see that it's a common factor among these false teachers and false prophets that they have a heavy emphasis on money and making promises for God that he hasn't made as a way of enticing, new followers to join them and to listen to them.
1: Who is Patricia King?
2: So Patricia King, uh, she is a very famous person within the New Apostolic Reformation and the uh, the Pentecostal Charismatic Circles. Uh, She used to run a website called Extreme Prophetic. She's uh, rebranded herself several times, but uh, she's a, a woman who got her start with the uh, so-called Toronto Blessing. She had actually traveled to the Toronto Airport Vineyard Church and had her big encounters there and from there claimed that she had received a prophetic mandate and calling on her life from God and then has made herself famous as one who's pioneered putting out prophetic ministry, and I'm using that term very loosely here, on the internet. And so she's really an internet pioneer as far as getting the charismatic Pentecostal prophetic words out and uh, has made herself a niche. And she's really kind of now like one of the grandmothers of the modern day apostles and prophets of today. Do we know whether or not Patricia King herself is a millionaire? I haven't been able to ascertain that. I would say by the way she talks and the way she dresses and the uh, the amount of um, very expensive gear that she has it wouldn't surprise me if she was
1: Just give us a little preview what should we be listening for over the course of these several sound bites from Patricia King? what's she gonna say? Right.
2: So she's going to start off with a teaching that is very common within charismatic and pentecostal sermons and that is this the belief that God in the future is going to be causing pagans to give their wealth to Christians. It's called the Great Wealth Transfer Prophecy. She's going to make allusions to that. She's going to be making the uh, claim that she's getting direct revelation from God, and we're also going to listen carefully to how she's going to use the Scriptures. And They only make a few appearances in these sound bites, but how she's using them and the way she twists them in order to create the perception that God is really all about making Christians Christians rich, and is currently going to be raising up a bunch of millionaires for the purpose of demonstrating his power in order to make Christianity more appealing to people.
3: Hello there, and Happy New Year to everyone. We've already launched into the new year almost a whole Uh, week into it now and i'm excited about everything that god's gonna do even though there are so many shakings going on even as we are sitting here together in this live stream i have some good news uh for you in something that god's been speaking to me about for a while and over the last um probably quarter of a year anyways i've been getting so much feedback from believers who are saying that they're just sensing uh, shakings coming, more shakings, especially in the economic area, the political area, and um, it's creating fear in their heart, apprehension, not knowing where to stand, what to do with it, where to go with it. And um, fear is very dangerous, why? Because it's the devil's faith, right? So we must be in faith in this hour and not in fear because God has good, Things for us and I want to specifically address one thing with you on this particular broadcast and that is the area of um, wealth um, versus poverty okay or, 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 or lack and I just want to speak this into your spirit if you are a child of God living in faith in his promises you have nothing to fear for the coming days in fact God wants you to get excited about what he's going to do because people are going to come into the kingdom when they see the blessing of God on his people. And that's why we really need to position ourselves. Well, there's so many lies that have been taught um, in the body, but in the kingdom, faith is our currency. So in order to have the transference of wealth, the creation of wealth, all of that, there needs to be faith in his promises
2: so what has she said there so she's set the ground by basically claiming that there are a bunch of people out there who have legitimate anxieties as it relates to the economy and that's to be expected given how shaky the economy has been for the past couple of years and she's basically now saying that uh, that god doesn't want us to have fear and she makes it cl- the claim that fear is the devil's faith But instead, God, he is expecting us and wants us to be excited about the things that he's going to be doing or that he's doing in the present age. But you'll notice along the way, she made it just kind of a a quick statement that, uh, you know, God is going to be raising up people and giving them wealth for the purpose of that being like a sign or a one to people who are not believers, so that they'll want to become Christians. That's kind of my paraphrase of what she's saying. And so within the charismatic movement, they believe that you experiencing God's financial blessings will then cause people to sit there and go, well, why is it that all you Christians are always so wealthy and stuff? I want to be a Christian too. And they think that this is a necessary part of evangelism. You know, you have to perform signs and wonders and you have to have a blessed life so that other non believers would look at you and say, Well, I want the things that you have. And so this is, again, part of their theology of signs and wonders that signs and wonders are for the purpose of then kind of proving that the christian faith is the correct faith and that the charismatic branch of christianity is even more true than any other branch because of how many people are wealthy and blessed as a result of being in that group so it always
1: works for the patricia kings because the money generally flows in her direction does it really work for her followers
2: no (laughs) this is the spiritual equivalent of a ponzi scheme so you'll know in a ponzi scheme the reason why these things are illegal at least in the financial realm is because they don't actually generate wealth all they do is funnel wealth towards a select few people and so when it comes to people like patricia king she's at the top of the heap and so she has a large platform, a huge following, and she can say, well, listen, it works for me. And so if you follow her principles and you sow a seed into her ministry and you believe with all of your heart that you're going to be receiving these promises from God and that God's going to make you a millionaire. Of course, we're going to hear later in the sound bites that there are some caveats. There's some things that you're required to do before God can make you a millionaire. But if you, if you, the belief is if you do, if you jump through all the right hoops, then you'll be the next person in line. Never works out that way. And Patricia King, she doesn't give refunds to people on their tithes and offerings that they send to her ministry. What's next from King? Okay, in our next soundbite, we're going to hear her talking, uh, uh, again, more about this idea, but she's going to specifically make a reference to Deuteronomy chapter 8. And we're gonna have to unpack that and kind of instruct people as to how she's twisting this particular text.
3: First of all, I wanna read a promise to you out of Deuteronomy 8.18. It says, but you shall remember the Lord your God. So no matter what is happening in the world um, in these coming days, God wants you to remember Him. Don't have your mind set on everything that's going on in the world and its system, remember Him. And remember the covenant of blessing that you have with the Lord because it is he who is giving you the power to make wealth and so there is an ability that God is giving you to create wealth with him for his purposes and for his glory we're not people that love money for the sake of being greedy or selfish or anything like that no we want to advance the kingdom the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the just there is prophesied a wealth transference and that is because god's kingdom is a stable kingdom his economy is a stable economy but we must learn how to live in that realm and not in the realm of worldly thinking and of a world system amen And it says that he wants to give you the power to create wealth so that he may confirm his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. And so, of course, that that carries into its fullness in Christ Jesus, where he says, I'm going to meet all of your needs according to to um, his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And there is a promise of abundant life. Jesus said, I came to give you abundant life. He didn't say, I came to give you uh, a life of lack and poverty. And he said, even blessed uh, uh, be the Lord, um, who uh, will prosper you in every aspect of your life and cause you to be in health as your soul prospers, as your soul is positioned in the Lord according to his promises
1: so can you go to a little more detail what this prophecy of wealth transference is
2: so if you remember in the book of exodus in the book of exodus when the children of israel were finally going to leave egypt and god basically caused a great fear of israel to come upon the egyptians and they gave their wealth to the uh, the children of israel as the children of israel were getting ready to leave egypt So the way this has worked now in charismatic parlance is the belief that God is going to do that again, that there is this coming wealth transfer where uh, your unbelieving neighbors who are very wealthy are going to come knock on your door and say, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I need to write you a check for a million dollars and they legitimately believe that this is the case. Now back in the late 80s, when I was in the latter rain movement, this was a big part of the latter rain uh, prophecies that I heard when I was in the charismatic movement. And as a result of it, I look back and I can sit there and say they've been holding this carrot out in front of Pentecostals and Charismatics for decades, many, many decades. But that's the, this basic expectation that this great wealth transfer is just around the corner is a big part of their belief system.
1: Not just wealth, but also health. We'll see what Patricia King had to say about health with Pastor Chris Rosebro. It's this week in Pop Christianity. I'm Todd Wilkin. Stay tuned.
0: This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we are rolling right along in our adventures in Acts with charges against Paul, Paul's defense before Felix, Paul kept in custody, the Jews make their case to Festus, and Paul appeals to Caesar. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15 minute, verse by verse Bible study on demand. Listen at theWordEndures.org or your favorite podcast provider.
1: Martin Luther on Mental Health Practical Advice for Christians Today is the Issues, Etc. Book of the Month for October. It's written by Lutheran layman Dr. Stephen Saunders, professor of psychology at Marquette University. Martin Luther on Mental Health is published by Concordia Publishing House, their phone number 1-800-325-3040, or learn more at issuesetc.org. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for October, Martin Luther on Mental Health.
4: Memoria Press's award-winning Latin programs have successfully taught hundreds of thousands of students across the world. Their easy-to-use, step-by-step Latin curriculum provides students with an academic vocabulary, a mastery of English grammar, and strong critical thinking skills. If you're interested in learning more, visit them at memoriapress.com and use the coupon code LPR24 at checkout. Memoria Press, saving Western civilization, one student at a time. Luther Academy provides additional theological education for our mission partners around the world specifically pastors who are asking for additional education but do not have the necessary resources in their own church bodies. By donating to Luther Academy today, you will be supplying food, housing, books, professors, and travel for Lutheran pastors who attend our conferences. To learn more about Luther Academy and how you can donate today, visit lutheracademy.com, lutheracademy.com. It's not about you. It's about Jesus for you. You're listening to Issues Etc.
1: Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. Christ Lutheran, Jackson, Mississippi. Faith Lutheran, Waterloo, Iowa. Hope Lutheran, Melbourne, Florida. Lutheran Church of Our Savior, Cupertino, California. Our Redeemer Lutheran, Emmett, Idaho. Redeemer Lutheran, Chico, California. St. John Lutheran, Algoma, Wisconsin. St. Paul Lutheran, Doniphan, Nebraska. Trinity Lutheran, Casper, Wyoming and Zion Lutheran, Detroit, Michigan Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org click support, donate and print a one-page flyer When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the podcast, at our website and in the Issues Etc. journal Pastor Chris Rosebrough of Fighting for the Faith is responding to Patricia King's claims that God is raising up millionaires. on Todd Wilkin. This is Issues, etc. Chris, I noted before the break that she also promised health. What did she say?
2: Yeah, so she was uh, twisting the opening portion of, I believe, 3 John in fact we'll talk about this now because she's going to reiterate this point in just a little bit in one of our other sound bites but in the opening portion of 3rd john it reads as follows the elder to the beloved gaius whom i love in truth beloved i pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul and so verse 2 of 3rd john is uh, one of these texts that they take out of context and what they say is, is that this is a promise. This is a promise that God is making to all Christians that God wants you to be it, all things to go well with your soul and for you to be in good health. Here's the issue: is that Third John, this portion of Third John, is just a standard opening. Like, do you guys remember the day before we used to send emails all the time? We have to actually write letters. (laughs) I remember those days. And I remember when fax machines first showed up and like people were like, wow, we can get a letter to somebody like within an hour. It's crazy. But uh, when you write a letter, you would usually say something like, dear Bob, I hope that this letter finds you well and that you are in good health. That's what's going on here. This is just kind of a standard greeting. But people like Patricia King have turned this into promise from God for all of us, that God wants us to be in health. Now, I said we needed to talk about Deuteronomy 8 as well, because what she's doing in Deuteronomy 8 is notable. In Deuteronomy 8, verse 18, it reads as follows, "'You shall remember Yahweh your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth, that He may confirm His covenant that He swore to your fathers, as it is to this day.'" And what Patricia King and other charismatic prosperity preachers do with this text is take it out of its context and they remove, if you would, its proper understanding of which covenant is being invoked here. And if you remember, in the soundbite, she talked about the fact that we're supposedly as Christians in a covenant of blessing. However, that's just a fiction. This text, however, is not actually written to Christians or about the new covenant that we're under. This was a portion of what was promised by God for those Jews who were under the Mosaic Covenant. In fact, the covenant that says, the covenant they swore to your fathers, as it is to this day, is referring to the Mosaic Covenant. The Mosaic Covenant is not a covenant of grace, it's a covenant of works. It's like a land lease agreement uh, between God and the children of Israel. In fact, what happens in verse 19 is notable. It says, And if you forget Yahweh your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish, like the nations that Yahweh makes to perish before you, so shall you perish, because you would not obey the voice of Yahweh your God. When you add 19 back into the context, you can see, number one, who he's talking to, which covenant is being invoked here, the Mosaic covenant, not the new covenant that we're under as Christians, and the threat that God gave that if they disobeyed God's commands that he would make them perish like the nations that were being driven out in front of them so that they can possess the land. And so the Mosaic Covenant, I always like to say that the official theological term for its status right now is the Mosaic Covenant is kaput. There's nobody under the Mosaic Covenant today, and nobody able to even keep the Mosaic Covenant today. There is no temple. There are no sacrifices. Nobody's under the Mosaic Covenant at the moment. So when God promises blessing for obedience to the Mosaic Covenant to the children of Israel, prosperity preachers and charismatics like Patricia King take it out of context and then stretch the promise to somehow fit into the new covenant when in fact this is not a promise that we can apply to ourselves at all. Can she get away with
1: this? And this is kind of the way they do all their exegesis of Scripture because her followers and her audience don't really know what the Bible says. The context
2: doesn't really mean much to them. And that's the sad part about it is that the people she preys on are those who are biblically illiterate, and she works very hard to keep them that way. When you listen to Patricia King's ministry and other people like her, if they ever get into a biblical text, it's out of context. They never preach it in its proper context or its correct meaning. God's Word doesn't make any substantive appearance in their actual church services. And for sure, they're not actually being catechized. And as a result of it, Patricia King makes a lot of money by keeping people ignorant of what the Bible says properly understood in context, and she prays on those people as well. That's who she's looking for. What's next? Now we're going to hear Patricia King specifically say how God is telling her that God is, at this time, potentially raising up millionaires and billionaires.
3: Any of you that know me, you know that one of my most favored scriptures um, that God gave me as a brand new believer was Isaiah 60. I've been living in that scripture since I've been born again, but it is a prophetic word for this season and the whole chapter is on glory. Now, one of the meanings of glory is wealth, okay? One of the meanings of glory is wealth. And so if you position yourself for that glory, because it says arise and shine, that means we have to do something. We have to rise in faith And let our belief shine before God and before the world that we live in. Arise and shine because your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Or the wealth of God has risen upon you. Now, I want you just to imagine that wealth arising up on the inside of you. Okay? So um, just, just allow it to rise up. Allow it to grow big on the inside of you because it'll it'll produce. That's what it says in uh, third John chapter one, verse two. Beloved, I pray that in every respect you will prosper. That's every aspect of your life and be in health as your soul prospers or as your soul is positioned to align with truth. Now, God is going to be, he told me this. I'm going to, he said, I'm going to be raising up many millionaires, probably billionaires too.
1: So let's start with how she used that passage, Arise
2: and Shine, regarding right. the
1: glory of the Lord. She did a little slide of hand there, didn't she?
2: Yes, she did. So, Arise and Shine for your light has come. This is Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. And the glory of Yahweh has risen upon you, is the verse itself. And what she's done is she's taken the Hebrew word kavod, which is the Hebrew word for glory, and she's basically gone in and found a lexicon where it gives all of the potential definitions of the word kavod, and it is true that one of the potential definitions of kavod, which is glory, is wealth or riches. However, when you do the research, it's like how many times does the word kavod appear in the Old Testament? The answer is 200. Of the 200 times that kavod appears in the Old Testament, how many times is it translated as wealth or riches? Answer only five times and what we have to remember is that just because a word can potentially mean a specific word it can have one definition or multiple definitions always and again it is the context that is going to determine what the correct definition is you can actually audition definitions to see if it fits the context which is what I was trained to do when I when I got my degree in biblical uh, languages but all that being said in this particular context there isn't a single biblical scholar that would agree with her that kavod can then mean riches and that this means that god if you arise and shine then god's going to cause wealth to rise upon you that's a complete word game that she's playing i always like to use the example of the word up in english if you were to go to dictionary.com and you were to type in the word up and you would find that there are many definitions of the word up, over 30 definitions listed at dictionary.com. For instance, up can be a direction that you're heading up can be a thing that you're doing when you arise in the morning when you wake up. Up can also be related to uh, gastrointestinal problems when you throw up. So up can actually be part of a, of a phrase that means that you're vomiting. And so the definition of up is always going to be dependent on the context in which it's used. But Patricia King, she's not interested in any of those correct rules of grammar or how actual biblical Hebrew scholarship works. She's just interested in creating the impression that God is promising wealth to people. And, of course, God talks directly to her. So it's okay in her book to take the word glory. And despite the fact the context is not here talking about wealth or riches, to just say, you can go ahead and change that to wealth and riches. And now what you need to do is just imagine. Imagine that wealth rising and swelling up on the inside of you because that's what God wants you to do in order to show him that you want to be one of these people that he's going to make into a millionaire or maybe even a billionaire.
1: Pastor Chris Rosebro is our guest. So how does that Isaiah 60 verse 1 passage actually apply? We'll answer that question next. free online Issues Etc. Journal. Just click the red Journal Subscription button at IssuesETC.org.
0: The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod's Life Ministry is thousands of people sharing Christ's love and mercy and giving witness to our Lord's creation of life, His design for marriage and the family, and the God-given value of all human life from conception to natural death. Working with many partners, LCMS Life Ministry sponsors human care efforts that meet the needs of body and soul and provides resources and educational events for all ages. To learn more, email life ministry at lcms.org and visit lcms.org slash life.
4: Defending the faith, teaching the truth. You're listening to Issues Etc. Christological My friends, Jesus comes only for sinners. Historical. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord,
0: who was conceived
4: by the Lord. Sacramental. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ,
2: given unto death for your sins.
4: To find a Christological, historical, and sacramental church near you, go to issuesetc.org and click Find a Church
1: welcome back this is issues Et etc I'm Todd Wilkin Pastor Chris Rose role fighting for the Faith is our guest it's this week. In Pop Christianity, responding to Patricia King's claim that God is raising up millionaires. Before the break, Chris, we were talking about that Isaiah 60 verse 1 passage. What does God really promise there?
2: So that whole section of Isaiah is is about the future glory of Israel. It's one of these passages where Isaiah is beginning to transfer into a whole section of his prophecy that is focusing in on the new earth and uh, the future glory of the new earth, and the future glory of Israel. That's exactly what that text is all about. In fact, if you go into it you know, with a good Bible translation like the ESV, or if you have the Lutheran Study Bible, you'll see that this section is titled The Future Glory of Israel. So this is a prophecy about what God is going to be doing in the future about the time when Christ returns in glory to judge the living and the dead. So it's fulfilled in Christ, not in... Someone yes. becoming a millionaire or a billionaire. Correct. This has nothing to do with anybody becoming a millionaire or billionaire. And Kavod here has nothing to do with wealth or riches. This has to do with the glory of Christ.
1: And what about the final installment from Patricia King?
2: So I, I've already hinted at the fact that Patricia has to kind of put some kind of Things in place to protect her, because in the future somebody might come back at her and say, "Hey, I did all the things that you said I was supposed to do. I imagined wealth rising in my heart. I paid money into your ministry and all this kind of stuff. And and I thought for sure I would be one of those people that God would choose to make a millionaire or a billionaire. But it hasn't happened. And so listen carefully. There are strings attached to this particular promise that she's making for God.
3: Listen to this." this is what you know really stirs my heart because i work with anti-trafficking of uh, sex trafficking organ trafficking labor trafficking i have a righteous indignation at work because the trafficking even sex trafficking itself the porn industry itself is a multi-billion dollar industry that is destroying lives many billionaires made their billions off of pornography and other things related to sex trafficking and sex um sex industry and i'm thinking god this is so wicked we've got to shut down that industry but if the devil can make billionaires out of those who are working wickedness aren't you jealous to see billionaires for god who have a righteous mandate on the inside of them who have no love for money no love for wickedness, only love for righteousness and who will advance the kingdom and fill the earth with his glory. Well, that's who God is looking for. And I feel that that could be you, that you have that heart, that you have that purity in you. And so the Lord told me, he says, my eyes are moving to and fro throughout the earth, looking for those whose hearts are completely mine. And I'm gonna show myself strong on their behalf. And so there's gonna be very uh, many millionaires raised up in this day. There'll be many, just like in the depression, who are raised up when the world is falling apart, when the world is in chaos, but you have to have your mind in the right place. You have to understand what the word of God says and stand only on the word, only on the promises of God. And don't let your mind go into confusion like the world is in confusion. We need to know the kingdom that we belong to and how to live in that kingdom, and we will prosper. And I don't know about you, but I want the latter glory of my life to be greater than the former so I can give more glory to
2: God in these in these days. Okay, so what was the caveat? Uh, you, you have to have that pure heart. God's looking. God's looking, but you have to have that pure heart. You have to have that heart in the right place. You have to trust only in the promises of God and and not have any trust in the world whatsoever. And so when somebody approaches Patricia King in the future and says, why wasn't I one of the ones that God chose to be a millionaire? She can say, well, because your heart wasn't in the right place. It wasn't pure enough. You weren't devoted enough. You weren't obedient enough and all these kinds of things. What a wonderful out for her, because at the end of the day, none of us is worthy of any of the gifts that God gives us, and there isn't a single person on planet Earth that is completely 100% devoted and obedient to God. That category doesn't exist because we all still have a sinful nature. But uh, I I love the fact that she put that in there, because that saves her from anybody coming at her in the future, because all she has to say is, well, it's your own fault. You weren't chosen by God because you have sinful desires, and your heart wasn't pure enough. He's only going to make a millionaire out of those who are pure. So, alas, this this isn't a promise from God. It's something you have to earn based upon your, your obedience to God. And the threshold that she's created here, no one's able to meet that threshold.
1: So you would think that if suddenly one of her followers did become a millionaire, she would be shouting that from the rooftops. Should we expect anything like that to happen?
2: No, (laughs) not at all. God is not in the business of fulfilling the words of false prophets and false teachers like Patricia King instead what we've seen is is a unbroken track record where god will not fulfill the words of false prophets like this and as a result of it in the future if anyone even remembers that she said these things there will be no one that she can point to and say, Oh, this was the person that, look, look at all, cause it's millionaires and billionaires. It's not, so if one person shows up, it's not enough. She's got to have a gaggle full of them. She's got to have a good 24, 25, you know, maybe a hundred millionaires and billionaires to point to because she said God was raising up many, many, not some, but many in this era. So. If she even tried saying, well, this this person over here won the lottery, and so this is the fulfillment of, of that prophecy from God, I'd just get on my YouTube channel and say, that doesn't count. You said many, so where's the rest of them?
1: What does God actually promise us that far exceeds anything that we could put a dollar amount on, even a million dollars?
2: The things that God does promise us— are actually beyond what we are even capable of conceiving. And so it begins, first and foremost, with our reconciliation to God by the shed blood of Christ. See, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So rather than getting what we all deserve, okay, and what we all deserve is hell— Uh, Rather than getting what you deserve and what I deserve, we are given a pardon from God and we are given a stay of execution, if you would. And rather than being sent into the pit with the dragon on the day of judgment, we instead join Christ in a new heavens and a new earth. And when you read the scripture text of what the new heaven and new earth is like, it is so mind-bogglingly amazing that even the little glimpse that we get makes you realize that our concept of wealth has like no place in the world to come. Where We're talking about cities where The pavement on the streets is gold, and not just any old gold, but gold that is actually clear as crystal, where the sky itself is lit by the very glory of God, where we see God face to face, and there is no lack, there is no pain, there is no sickness, there is no death, and God himself will wipe away every tear from our eye, and all of this is given to us as a gift. And it begins with a blowout party called the the Marriage Feast of the Lamb. And God has already, in Scripture, told us some of the things that are on the menu regarding the wine and the meat and the things that will be served at the wedding feast of the Lamb. And all of this, it's almost too much to take in. I remember when I was in seminary reading uh, one particular book, that describe the promises that are coming as if somehow we had been read the will of our great rich brother, and he's promised us not just an estate but an entire empire, and all we have to do is wait because it's already ours and we already possess it. We just have to wait for things to be finalized and for it to arrive, and that's a good way to think about it. The promises that we have in Christ are amazing, and what she's selling is a cheap, tawdry, like, wooden nickel knockoff. In fact, what she's offering is fraudulent compared to the real love, riches, and benefits, and blessings that we have in Christ.
1: Well, then with about a minute, she's obviously happily fleecing her audience, and that's where her wealth is coming from. Is she also robbing them spiritually?
2: Yes, she is. So not only is she robbing them of their money, but by teaching a false gospel and making promises for God that God hasn't made, rather than focusing on what the scriptures do promise and the real call to repentance that we have, she's not only taking their money, but she's also jeopardizing their souls. And unfortunately, many a, a person who is believing that God is speaking through Patricia King, they are going to have a very, very unfortunate and negative outcome on the Day of Judgment because they have trusted somebody who's teaching them falsehoods, and those falsehoods are tantamount to a different gospel altogether, rather than trusting in the true gospel that's offered to us in Scripture, and calls us all then to repent of our sins, and then by the power of the Holy Spirit, daily mortify our sinful flesh and its greedy passions, and instead humbly deny ourselves, and follow Christ, even to our own deaths. But she doesn't preach that gospel because she doesn't preach the word at all properly.
1: Pastor Chris Rosebro is pastor of Consfinger Lutheran Church in Oslo, Minnesota. He's creator and host of the YouTube channel Fighting for the Faith. Find out more about Fighting for the Faith on the Talk On Demand archives page at issuesetc.org. Chris, thank you. Thank you, Todd. Issues Etc. has been brought to you in part this week by Faith Lutheran School in Plano, Texas. Faith Lutheran provides a classical Lutheran education for students pre-K through 12th grade. They also offer live online classes with student-teacher interaction for high school students worldwide. For more information, visit flsplano.org, Faith Lutheran School, Plano, Texas, flsplano.org. Next week on Issues Etc. we'll discuss critical theory, gender, race, and class with Dr. Neil Shenvey. We'll begin a series with Pastor Brian Wolfmiller on the Lord's Prayer, and we'll visit with Dr. Stephen Saunders, author of our book of the month, Martin Luther on Mental Health. I'm Todd Wilkin. Go to church on Sunday. Thanks for listening to Issues Etc.
4: Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., PO Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, IssuesETC.org. Issues Etc. is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio. I
0: am beautiful. Because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am accepted because I'm a part of His family through Jesus' shed blood. Unity Lutheran School in East St. Louis, Illinois, shines the light of Christ in one of the most impoverished cities in America. Learn how to support their mission work at unityesl.org. Unityesl.org. Today, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I say yes. To God in His
1: ways. Jesus the Good Shepherd says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life. We invite you to join us as we listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd and follow Him who gives us eternal life. Sunday worship services at 9 a.m., Sunday school and Bible class at 10.30, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, Arnold, Missouri, on the web at goodshepherdarnold.org. That's goodshepherdarnold.org.